0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. And now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AGJ Systems
1: and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. It's Friday. It is Jeff Duncan Day on Coast View Jeff from NOLA.com and the times Picking and we're going to talk about the latest with uh, the Saints especially. We'll we'll talk somewhat about the Pelicans and anything else that might be on Jeff's mind today, but we're in a wild and woolly moment in Saints history, and I look forward to getting the catch-up from Jeff. How you doing, my friend?
0: I'm doing great, Ricky. It's uh, free agent season, which means uh, I have an old colleague that calls it the wild, wild west. You don't know where the bullets are flying from during this time of year. So a lot of hot and heavy action going on right now.
1: So I hear some noise in the background, but you explained to us before we went on they're doing a little bit of work outside, and I uh, hope people just kind of you know, listen past that for the time being. Is that right?
0: Yeah, just a perfect timing. It literally started a minute ago. I've been waiting <laughs> on the street repair out in front of my house, for, I'd say, over a year, and it just happened today, so it's a <laughs> sign of progress.
1: As you and I know from uh, uh, from my time in New Orleans, of course, you've been there for a long time. Uh, that's the way it works in New Orleans, isn't it, man?
0: And look, I'm not going to complain. I just want it done. I've been waiting <laughs> yeah. time for it, so I'm certainly not going to complain now, but yeah, it takes a little while over here, unfortunately.
1: There is no wine before its time. You know, good things take time, especially in New Orleans. That is for sure. Wow, man, there's a lot to talk about. Um, I don't even know where to start. I mean, certainly, as you and I are are, are recording this, this is Wednesday. This is going to play on Friday. This is when we could connect to get to to have our conversation. Um, as we're we're sitting here. There is the whole discussion that you expected. You, just, you expected that Marcus Williams' uh, safety for the New Orleans Saints might be someone we would lose, that he uh, had had a, a good, a good uh, run here in, in New Orleans, and that he would be probably demanding a high price on the free agency market. Why don't you give us an update on that situation and the whole notion around Marcus May? So give us, give us what you're hearing.
0: Well, I mean, that's obviously a loss. Marcus Williams was a key part of the secondary uh, since he signed here in 2017. And it really was a uh, almost a Pro Bowl-level talent. Uh, but he was going to price himself out of the Saints' uh, you know price range. I mean, they just could not afford that. I think he got a deal for about $14 million a year. And the Saints were not in that market. They're just too tight against the cap. They have other priorities right now. And by signing Marcus May, a guy that was actually, Ricky, drafted about three spots away from Marcus Williams in that same 2017 draft class. So they were like two of the top safeties in that draft back in 2017. He's had some good seasons, but he's coming off of an Achilles tendon tear, similar to what happened to Quan Alexander a year ago. So, he's going to be sidelined for most of this offseason, but the Saints are convinced that he's going to be okay for once to start a training camp. That that procedure has become so advanced now that players can get back a lot quicker than they used to. It's not quite as crippling as it used to be. So, the Saints are rolling the dice here. they got a player that has a high grade that uh, plays the same position and is a lot cheaper than Marcus Williams.
1: Yeah, I remember. I mean, you and I talked about this with Quan Alexander in detail last year. But you had a situation where uh, you wondered, uh, you wondered, uh, pretty much for the first several games, whether he could pivot properly uh, on that on that repaired Achilles. But then about halfway through the season, man, he started to get his his little, you know, his his I would say his juke back in him. And uh, he, he did pretty well toward the end of the season. So you're right. I mean, they seem to have come a long way with that surgery, haven't they?
0: Yeah. And I, look, we'll see what happens with Marcus May. It's all about how much work the athlete puts in. But I think they're going to be fine. I mean, the, Marcus Williams is obviously a good player, but so is Marcus May. And the Saints defense has so much talent around those that position. Uh, they're secondary strong. Uh, I think it was a, obviously a decision the Saints had to make. Because they don't have the salary cap luxury space that uh, they had two or three years ago. They're very tight, and they have other priorities right now, including trying to maybe get back uh, Toronto Armstead, their, their uh, you know stellar left tackle.
1: Yeah, I almost, I sort of expected him to be gone by now. Why, why hasn't he uh, flown to Coop for big, bigger money?
0: Well, the word on the street is he's waiting to see what happens at quarterback. And, you know, look, by the time we record this, we, there may have, something may have happened at the Saints quarterback position. Uh, but he's waiting and seeing how the Saints uh, progress in trying to acquire a quarterback.
1: Okay, so let's 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 for people who have not been paying attention to this, the Saints are uh, at, I okay as of now one of two teams that are that are being considered. But I want you to kind of give people a sense of what's going on behind the scenes on this whole notion of Deshaun uh, Watson. Uh, give give me give me give me your thinking about this.
0: Well, I mean, he's the Saints' clear top priority uh, to to become the long-term successor to Drew Brees. It's obviously a very controversial decision. Uh, If he signs with the Saints, uh, there's gonna be a lot of blowback uh, from the fan base. I've already heard from a number of fans on social media and and through email uh, that they are not happy about this pursuit. It kind of goes against what the organization has preached in terms of character and off the field uh, conduct. Uh, but the Saints are all in, make no mistake. This is the, the guy that they have handpicked to become the quarterback of this organization. And uh, they are uh, you know, staring at a multiple draft pick trade that could mortgage the future of the organization. So it's a huge decision, especially for Dennis Allen in his first year, uh, to put all their eggs in the basket of Deshaun Watson. I, I think the backup plan would be to give Jameis Winston but right now, all the chips are in, as we record this, on Deshaun Watson.
1: Hey, what's interesting, and you said this before, you said under Sean Payton, this deal would not have happened. So that's already right. already, Dennis Allen's blazing his own trail. Talk about it, why that's so darn significant.
0: Well, I mean, Sean Payton was the guy that was kind of Dennis Allen's mentor for all these years, but he was not a fan of Deshaun Watson uh, as a player or a person. So uh, I I think this is a departure. The the Saints have done a lot of homework and feel comfortable, obviously, in bringing Watson in. I think it's interesting. We're going to have to hear at some point, if they do bring him in, they do sign him, uh, what Gail Benson thinks of this decision. Obviously, it's been approved by her. Uh, She understands it's a controversial move. Uh, The the charges against and accusations against Deshaun Watson are serious, and it's not just one or two. It's 22 different women, Ricky. So uh, it's a very serious situation. But the front office for the Saints, uh, they do their homework. And I know they've put in a lot of work uh, on Deshaun Watson. And they must believe internally that this is a, something that's going to be behind him and something that they can manage uh, going forward. And much the same way that, you know, Ben Rothelsberger in Pittsburgh had uh, off the field incidents. Uh, two different ones that he was suspended for the league and and got his act together and became a good citizen in, this, in his final several years in Pittsburgh and in, ended up ultimately retiring a hero there.
1: Yeah, he wasn't a hero to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying in Pittsburgh. Yeah,
1: no, no, I'm with you 100%. I never forgot it, though. And, I, and my point is that there may be a lot of uh, Saints fans who sort of feel the same way. Uh, about the Sean Watson oh, yeah. and if you read the comments it's it's almost like split. I, I didn't go and, and do a complete analysis but uh, there are some people that are convinced he could be the you know, the winner the saints need and there' probably another you know that's probably fifty percent and another 50 percent man they hate the idea and they are outspoken about it. What makes this unique though Jeff in this case is that you have uh, you have a woman owner of the Saints. And clearly, they said before they made this public, or certainly when they made this public, before they went any further after they finished their investigation, she had to sign off on it. You pointed that out just a second ago, and she did sign off on it. And she's a principled person, and she's also incredibly religious. And um, you know, the, these charges are, are, have to be incredibly important to her. And so whatever they discovered in their analysis of this, it had to have convinced them that— there weren't going to be any lingering issues here, you know, like maybe new heads that that you know raise up and and so on, uh, so that they could minimize the risks that are associated with doing this trade. But I hope they're right about it.
0: Well, she definitely trusts Mickey Loomis implicitly, and she's listening to the football experts, the people that she pays to do this work, and and that, that's how she's handled her management style and ownership style throughout, but this is the first big test in the football operations for Gail Benson. And she's going to have to face the music on this if he's indeed signed. And look, I think the Saints are the favorite to get Deshaun Watson. And and like I said, uh, he may end up ultimately signing there. There's competition. The Atlanta Falcons meeting with him. I know they're all in. He's a Georgia native. He grew up not far from where the Falcons have their Training camp, so it would be a chance for him to go back home. I think they're in the mix. He played at Clemson, right near, of course, uh, you know the, the Carolina area. So the Panthers are heavily involved. David Tepper, their owner, deep-pocketed guy, has gone all in. So there's a lot of competition, but whoever signs Watson is getting a tremendous football player, but also a lot of baggage with it.
1: Wow. There's more to talk about as it relates to Deshaun Watson. Uh, we'll continue the conversation after this break with uh, Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com of the Times Union. We'll see you after the break.
0: Subscribe for free to the Coast View podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify,
1: or wherever you get your podcasts. His love for the His coast is why he's here. here. It's
0: Coast View with coast Matthews Ricky Matthew With Ricky Matthews. Super Talk Mississippi Super Gulf Coast. coast. Mississippi Gulf coast. 103.1.
1: 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. So, look, we're recording this on Wednesday. It airs on Friday. Uh, as of now, this probably is a deal that will or will not happen in the next 24 hours. So essentially, by the time this airs, it may be old news. But some of the ramifications of the move, all of that still obviously still very much applies. And I want to get into some of the details about that here in just a second. But if this were to go down, uh, Jeff, in the next 24 hours, uh, we don't have the benefit of, of knowing what it will look like. But what do you think it will look like?
0: Well, we know that the asking price for Deshaun Watson is steep. They're asking for three first round draft picks, maybe one or two other picks or players. So I would expect the Saints, like the Panthers and these other teams, just to get approval from the Texans to speak with Deshaun Watson, they had to submit a trade proposal to the Panthers. I'm sorry, to the Texans. That was approved. So the Saints have already submitted something that the Texans signed off on. And that means that they have a trade proposal there. So it's probably going to be three first round draft picks, maybe a mid-round pick, and maybe a player. I could see one of these young offensive linemen like Cesar Ruiz, um, you know, maybe Landon Young or somebody, a recent draft pick that could get traded along with another mid-round pick. It's going to be a steep price. That's why I say it's a huge decision for the organization uh, because you're giving up. You're mortgaging your future uh, for one player. But look, let's make no mistake, this is a proven player, a guy that's done it at the high level. He's a three-time Pro Bowler. He led the league in passing his final year in 2020 before sitting out last season. The Saints have seen him up close. And the other thing I think that's important from a player perspective, Ricky is he was part of that 2017 draft class that we mentioned earlier about Marcus May. So he's a part of this same kind of timeline of core players on the Saints roster. Marshawn Lattimore, Alvin Kamara, Ryan Ramchek, all were part of 2017 draft class. So he fits in age-wise with the core of this team.
1: And for people who haven't followed this situation closely, um, Sean Watson has a unique Clause in his contract with Houston. Whereas Houston just can't go and trade him wherever that where the explain explain the unique clause that he has in this particular situation.
0: Well, his agent did a great job. He included this no trade clause that pretty much allows Deshaun Watson to make a decision on where he goes. He can approve or veto any trade proposal uh, that the Texans have. So essentially, He's a free agent in this situation because the Texans have pretty much said they want to trade him. They need to move on from him. So he is picking where he wants to go in cooperation with the Texans. The Texans obviously are not going to trade him to an AFC South Division rival. Uh, And and Watson knows this. So they're kind of working together with the team to find a mutually beneficial situation. That's why the Saints, Falcons, Panthers, these NFC teams – are the main competitors for him, and the Saints, of course, with a playoff caliber roster, uh, they are very appealing to Watson and they could feel like he could plug him in there quarterback, and they would immediately be a contender in the nFC
1: okay, so let's come back to this because this this also is still relevant, no matter what how this plays out, and that is that I want to r- remind people that. There's a, there, there was a criminal side to this, which has been mostly put to bed or completely put to bed. You can remind, remind us where that is. And then there's a civil side to this that involves the 22 women. So what, is, what, what do you think the lasting implications are of this situation? Uh, uh, if we get him, how, how much will still haunt us going forward?
0: well he's not going to jail we know that from the from the criminal suits have all been cleared he's been cleared he was not indicted on criminal charges uh the civil suits are ongoing so he still has to face those accusations and he has to face 22 of them each one of them is going to be a separate case the league's monitoring this even if he gets cleared or settles which his attorney has said he's not going to settle out of court on these civil charges um the league can still step in. There's precedent there. We mentioned Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, there's been numerous players over the years that have had their civil cases cleared, and they've still been disciplined by the league. So the Saints, or whoever signs Deshaun Watson, is probably staring at a m- minimum four to six-game suspension uh, next season if he does play next season.
1: Wow. Uh, I wonder if their investigation involves conversations with uh, legal representation for the NFL to say, uh, based on what you see today, what do you think your, what do you think your punishment is going to be? Do you think they are able to have conversations like that?
0: Well, I don't think they they can say anything yet, uh, determine it until they see, you know, exactly how widespread this uh, these cases are. I think the Saints, like everybody else, I mean, the Carolina Panthers, I wrote about this, I mean, they sent a private investigator to Houston uh, who spent multiple weeks there investigating the situation. I think it's, I don't know what you want to say about it. It's obviously a complicated situation, but it speaks, one, to Watson's talent, and two, maybe to the intel these teams are getting that so many teams are interested in him. It's not just one or two teams. Almost the entire half of the league that needs a quarterback is interested in Deshaun Watson. So I think there's, there's probably a lot to the story that a lot of people don't know behind the scenes.
1: Okay. So what the Saints had to do, not just for this deal, if it goes through, and by Friday it may have gone through, but just in general, to be able to do the Marcus May deal, to be able to do some of the other things they have in their minds, they had to do some serious restructuring because they had salary cap issues going into free agency. And uh, as usual, buddy, they worked through it. I mean, it's amazing their ability to, to get where they need to get and not lose key players in the process.
0: Well, yeah, they've been doing it for years. Mickey Loomis and Kai Harley are experts at this. And one of the things that I think uh, I pointed out the other day on social media that I think people need to understand. the big reason one of the big reasons they're able to do all this salary cap gymnastics is because of the deal with the state of Louisiana. It's so lucrative for the Saints. They have a tremendous amount of cash flow on hand to do these restructured contracts where they where they take basically the base salaries that the players are going to earn which all is paid out in one-eighteenth increments over the season, and they're able to accelerate all that into a signing bonus to where the player's still getting their money, but they're getting it all up front, which, of course, the players would prefer to have their money up front. But to do that, you have to have all the cash at hand to do it. Most teams in the same situation, same similar-sized markets, don't have that cash flow. But the Saints have this incredible deal with the state that allows them this flexibility to make uh, moves with these with these uh, contracts and give players money up front. That I can remember when I first started covering the team back in 2000 2001, Randy Mueller said they didn't have that cash flow at all back then. So this deal has really allowed the Saints to be very competitive with a lot of their big market peers.
1: So that's where there's actually not parity, really, at the end of the day. I mean, because there, it get, it does enable some teams ways around the current salary cap issues, and I would say that the Saints have expertly uh, done this, as you pointed out. They've been good at this from the very beginning. Just when you think there's no way they're going to dig their way out of this this situation. Bam, bam, bam. You know, they just start working their way down, and you know, we're not losing players over it, as you pointed out. They like getting that upfront money. They have the upfront money to pay. It's uh, it's super dynamic. It really is. So let's uh, shift gears away from the whole uh, Watson situation. Uh, what what what's your thought about um, the the other moves that they're making? And you know, there are there some other shoes to drop that you see.
0: Well, I think everything's kind of on hold until they get the quarterback situation uh, worked out. Now, if you get a player like Deshaun Watson, we saw it happen with Drew Brees. I mean, great players want to play with other great players, and he becomes, I think, a very attractive uh, asset for the organization. That's why a guy like Teron Armstead's waiting to see. I think that says a lot about not only Deshaun Watson – but the other quarterbacks the Saints might consider as backup plans that Armstead might sign elsewhere if they don't get Watson. That, that speaks volumes to me about uh, where his thought is about the quarterback situation. Uh, but I think getting Watson immediately makes – if they get him, it immediately makes the Saints Super Bowl contenders. That's how good he is. I mean, he's one of the ten best players in the entire league, Ricky. Uh, so he, he vaults them into a different stratosphere and puts them back – as Super Bowl contenders, if they don't get him, I think their backup plan is Jameis Winston, who's not really seen much of a market so far uh, in in pre-agency. He may be waiting to see what happens there. Uh, so there's a lot of like dominoes that have to fall from this quarterback situation.
1: Well, you know, you said you leaned on this a little bit, uh, and we'll we'll come back to this next week. But uh, Jameis Winston, when you look at his accuracy numbers and the lack of production with receivers, uh, during and I know he won, but during the time that he was in there, it's not very inspiring, and. Um, but, hey, by the way, as a last note, Michael Thomas, anybody who questioned whether he was all-in, he's all-in now. He's actually playing a, a role with this with this uh, quarterback situation, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he's the main recruiter. Been working the phones big time and the same agent. And, look, it, it's obviously beneficial for Michael Thomas's career to have a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. So, uh, yeah, he's been a big, big force behind the scenes trying to get Watson on board.
1: Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, This has been Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and The Times In. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next week, my friend.
0: Thanks, Ricky. I'll talk to you soon, bud.
1: Have a great – oh, we'll see you. We'll see you after this break. We have another half of the show to do. We'll see you after the break.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi media
1: production.